2: I had learned this truth many years ago. Be thankful for the days, good and
3: bad. All right, welcome to another episode of Warrior vs. Zombie. And as always, we have an amazing warrior guest to share with you, Amy Rose Herrick. And I'll talk about her in a second. But first, for those joining us for the first time, or maybe you forgot why you were joining us. Uh, Success is a journey, it's not a destination. As warriors, we all have a history of ups and downs, wins and losses that are all part of making us who we are up to this point and provide a foundation for our path forward. We all battle our inner zombie as well as those zombies in our world. In each episode, I interview warriors who are aspiring leaders from all walks of life, entrepreneurs, artists, health practitioners, business owners, literally any inspired leader that has a story to tell. These warriors have a cause, unique value, and a vision that goes generations into the future, and today's guest is no exception. Amy Rose Herrick is an amazing warrior. She is a wife, a mother, a grandmother, author, coach, consultant, speaker, and successful entrepreneur. Her 30-year warrior journey has led her becoming known as America's Profit Building Specialist, so I'm sure we'll hear about that. She has several books for sale on Amazon, and her most recent release is a number one Amazon bestseller entitled Pack Faith First, Suitcases Second, A Decade of Miracles After 50. The book tells a story of her complete life do-over. I know a lot of folks in my network and a lot of warriors think about that on a regular basis. And moving from her Midwestern United States, I think in the Kansas area, but if I'm not mistaken, but she'll share that as well, to a small Caribbean island. Amy's story of starting over with her spouse, her four school-aged kids, the family dog, only five pallets of possessions and no jobs or family or friends close by, Continues to be an inspiring success, and she is still in St. Croix with no plans to leave. So Amy, welcome to Warrior vs. Zombie. I'm excited to hear your story today. Uh, but tell me what's going on in your world as we speak. I know you're not on the island, even though I love your background, uh, which I believe, as we talked about before we started, is St. Croix. So, but, but tell me a little bit about what your world looks like as we're conducting this podcast right now?
4: Well, I am finally stateside, which has not happened for quite a while. For many of us, your travel has been put on hold. So I've been doing a little bit of a tour. I spent a little time in Oklahoma. I spent some time in Pennsylvania and I have a new lovely granddaughter. So she's number six. So that was a great thing. And I'm visiting with my mother-in-law and I'm in Kansas now. And then On Saturday, she and I and my husband are getting on a cruise ship and we're going to cruise the Caribbean. So I have really went all out on travel. And I enjoy it because, you know, what we're doing now, folks, we are all together. doesn't matter where (laughs) we are because of these wonderful tech tools. So that's it's been busy, but it's been good.
3: Yeah, I love the fact um, for those who've been fans of this podcast and we've been on this journey for a while, um, started this three weeks before the zombie apocalypse hit, which is what I call it, um, and started in a studio and then had to pivot, term I hate, by the way, uh, to this um, platform of doing it via Zoom, which has actually opened up a whole new world. And one of the things, one of my guests early on, uh, Scott Schilling, who's a uh, great friend, author, spoken to thousands and thousands of people. Uh, he coined this, he says, we're not, the whole social distancing thing is not a thing and should never be a thing, that basically we're physically distanced, but we still need to be socially connected. So doing that, I love the fact, uh, by the way, since we talked last, I didn't even share that with you before we started, I have a new grandson that came on the two days ago, nine pounds, nine ounces, and his name is Atlas James. So... Um, so I am, I it must be
4: big baby time Dave. Yeah. because mine was nine one and her name is Gabrielle. So it must be big baby time.
3: Yeah, I guess, I guess they were thinking it was he was going to be even bigger, but anyway, good news is mom and, and grandson are healthy and, and yeah, it's, it's kind of been an interesting environment. So I think a lot of folks, uh, still have the the dream and the aspiration to, to do what you do. But interestingly enough, uh, being off the mainland, if you will, or being whether you're in Hawaii and it's considered a state, or in your U.S. Virgin Islands, or the Caribbean in some place, it's still uh, getting back to the mainland is something that we maybe didn't have to consider. So uh, that's that's fascinating, and I'm I'm glad we were able to intersect you along the way. I'm assuming that uh, we can stay in touch with you when you get back to the to Saint Croix as well. Well, let's do this. I really want to save uh, the maximum amount of time I can get to hear your story and kind of your current inspiration and where you're going. So let's take a quick break. For those on the audio audience, you're going to hear another little clip of Ricky Jean Wright, our theme song, It's Not the Getting There. And then we'll be right back with Amy Rose Herrick and hear her story on Warrior vs. Zombie. But the miles become the teacher
2: While the student learns real slow Traveling blind most of the time Wherever you go It's It's not the getting there It's
3: the the journey every day it's All right, we're back. and Amy, I uh, I can't wait. I'm, i've been I've been waiting for this since we first were introduced and found each other. So tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get from the wherever you want to say you started to to today? And then we'll take a break after that. So tell me that.
4: Well, I can I can go way back and say that I started out as an entrepreneur in grade school when my older brother Dave taught me how to pick up night crawlers in the yard and sell them to the bait shop a couple weeks ago. But we we don't have to go that far back, but I was one of the richest kids in the neighborhood because I made 65 cents a dozen, you know, and my costs were zero. I just had to go out and get them. Uh, But throughout that, I really didn't realize at that time that that was planting the seeds for what would become an entrepreneur later. Folks, I, you know, I was a teenager. I did the fast food and I went into office work and, you know, did a lot of different things in the corporate arena. And held a lot of positions. I've always been very good with numbers and concepts, and and managed offices, did payroll, worked with benefits. You know, really climbed the ladder in different directions. Had an opportunity in uh, after the birth of one of my children to go in an to a. An investment firm, but it was also a consulting firm. And I did that for about two years. And uh, as a woman, I didn't fit the paradigm in an all-male industry, frankly. And I came in with a very different skill set. And within two years, I said, you know what? I'm going out on my own. And I did. And so I've had a consulting practice since 1993 on my own. And I officed out of my home before that was ever fashionable. Because it worked around my growing family. And as we're doing Zoom here now, uh, many, many years ago, when join, if some of you who've been around a while, join me. When join me came out, I was using that because my client base grew way beyond Kansas. And the people that I worked with, it was all on a referral basis. And I was already working with people coast to coast. We just had to do everything by phone and mail, or I'd send it, and then we would go through it that way. So when when uh, Join Me came out, it I was actually able to see my clients, which sounds hysterical, but other than driver's license to prove identity, it opened an entirely different world. And then I've just been able to continue along that path because of the tools. and And Zoom was, of course, a step up. I let Join Me go because well, Zoom was a little better for me.
3: Well that's fascinating and so a um, couple things you said there first of all the I actually like the beginning entrepreneurial journey because at 10 years old I started With my dad's uh, lawnmower and and mowing grass in the neighborhood, I had 10 lawns and I got paid 10 bucks a lawn. They were about an acre. That's a pretty good size. But uh, all I had to do was put the gas and keep it maintained. And and so my cost of uh, providing service was pretty low. And I, I was able to. And then, you know, so our stories are very aligned. That's one of the things that always fascinates me is a lot of warriors when you really peel back the the story the starting points are not that different i mean especially those that are entrepreneurs you know that mm-hmm. that entrepreneurial spirit came early on and then uh some of the other things you said about uh, the the journey as a as a female in a male's world uh, throughout the the time frame that we've been in the, the amazing thing is and even the you know, having to see people face to face and conduct business. I mean, one of the things that uh, I always teach and, you know, success is never about not having challenge, right? Success right. is about overcoming challenge of overcoming those, those zombies either in our mind or in our world to, to move forward. So, so tell me, I, I really want to hear about this part of the story that, that you packed everything up and moved to the Caribbean and how that all came about and, and, you know, what you what and then we'll once we get to the point where it takes you to today, then then we'll take a quick break and then you can kind of tell me about all your world as it sits right now.
4: All right. Well, it, it's a little crazy and I'm going to back up a little bit. My husband had a second generation auto repair business that we ended up closing. Uh, lots of things changed all at once with zero percent financing and things. So we had that. My husband was a stay-at-home husband. First it was, honey, why don't you stay home for six weeks? Oh, you've never taken a vacation. Then it was, why don't you take the summer? And I said, I think I can grow my business tremendously and you won't have to go back. And I ended up tripling my business in one year. Well, things happened. And because of that, that it made it so much easier. Our pastor had a word of knowledge, and I, I don't know what your faith might be in the audience that you're listening to because we all have a different journey even there. And I looked at my husband and he had a word of knowledge and I said, we're going to be living somewhere with a beach by the end of the year. And it was the most preposterous thing you could think of. We lived in Kansas, our family, our roots, you know, we had taken the safe routes and things started happening. And there's quite a few. And in the book, I do go into it about what happened The short story is um, I ended up jumping on a plane and going down and visiting and talking to a gentleman about buying out his small security practice in the Virgin Islands on St. Croix that I had never stepped foot on in my life. We made the decision to move and in about six months, we had divested of everything whether it was selling it or giving it away literally by the truckload or we had like a freebie sale in front of our house every day where people driving by to go to the schools would stop and take things and within six months uh, we even sold a house that we had not put up for sale i told our pastor we're selling the house we've made the decision and the phone rang and the house was gone so it, it was a crazy ride for six months, and my husband sold things on everything from eBay to a Craigslist, um, garage sales, and we really narrowed down our life. And for some of your viewers, you might have been at a point where you were downsizing. You don't normally downsize when you still got four kids at home in school. <laughs> And we got rid of everything, and each one of us left with a, one of the big plastic tubs with anything that was really important to you. That wasn't your clothes and stuff, but we pared our life down, and that's how we got to five pallets. And we did ship our conversion van because there was nothing on island big enough for our family, and we made it happen. My husband was instrumental on selling our stuff off. And folks, you think you own a lot of things and you think it's worth something? Wait till you put it on a garage sale table. <laughs> I don't care if you put $5 on it. Somebody will offer you three. And at a certain point, you will go, you know what? Are you going to take it out the door? $5 for the whole lot. Just <sighs> leave. And uh, that's, that's how it happened. So it was crazy. We, we knew nobody really on the island no family, no friends. Everybody thought we were crazy at first. They thought we were joking, and then we started selling stuff off. And then it was they might be serious, and then it was you're actually escaping. You're doing what none of us really have the courage to do. And uh, it there was a lot of fear at times, but we decided that in our journey, we were never going to regret giving this a try, but we would always regret never giving it a try and it's been phenomenal i call it a life do-over everything you know you go to the grocery store dave and you've got your little paths and your little things you do no when you move that far away and especially to the caribbean everything you think you know nah it's all different but it's okay it gives you a chance to rediscover life and that has been uh, a a great blessing rediscover life
3: it actually the funny thing is I, I would what occurred to me as I was listening to you talk is a number of things by the way when you, you I'll, let me go back to the beginning when you talk about uh, your your pastor's you know, word or all that, you know, um, I am a Christian. I do believe that, uh, we are, uh, we need to be connected to source. We need to understand. I only, you know, if you, if I, if you ever hear anything brilliant from me on this podcast or anywhere else, and we intersect, um, there's only one source. I mean, cause there's only one source of truth. And so the point is, uh, from me now you can believe whatever you want. Um, the thing is that if you're connected to that, you're going to have a vision of what is possible, and the thing is, um, there's so many, so much more that's possible. It may not be comfortable, but it's possible in our lives. That um, and really with, with God, and, and it says in the book that I that I ascribe to, all things are possible. And therefore there's no limitation. The only limitation that you put is on yourself. Now your move to St. Croix or to that is kind of like several degrees of difficulty beyond what most people really even get stopped by. Okay. So that that's one of the interesting things is you said, okay, well, we did all this and it's all changed. And and you know, most people have a lot of warriors end up stuck at a place that isn't trying to move out off the mainland to an island. It's just uh, moving across town, uh, changing jobs, telling somebody, okay, I'm not going to do what you're demanding for me to do. So I'm going to, you know, quit my job. And you've done all of that. I mean, actually, our stories aren't that far aligned. I retired 16 years ago with four of my five kids still at home hadn't put them through college, hadn't done all of that, and um, lived in a 7,500 square foot house. I now live in an 1,800 square foot flat. Um, I've basically, everything you described as far as liquidating or getting rid of, I had to do. I, you know, you can't store uh stuff in a you know three bedroom flat that's 1800 square feet especially the quantity that we tend to accumulate so so all of the things you described really are are you don't have to move to the Caribbean island I mean it's a beautiful thing I mean we all uh, love to take vacations to the places like you're living but um so so um tell me some you know what else so when you got there you, you mentioned, you, you hinted about some of the challenges, but um, so you've been there how long now and what's, you know, I mean, we'll talk about, we're going to take a break before we start talking about what you're doing now on there. But mm-hmm. so how long have you been there?
4: Been there almost 11 years. And, okay. and I made two quick notes that I'm going to circle back on what you have said Good. too. One of the things that it really enabled me to do in looking at this, and for some of your listeners, this may be helpful, I want you to lift your eyes and change the horizon of your vision. Because if the only vision that you can see is within your town or your county or within your state, you could be limiting what the size of your vision is and what your vision could be. And what really impressed me is on the first plane ride, I was there and it was like a voice that I heard and said, look, look at the horizon, look at what you can see. And we were happened to be flying over the Bahamas at that point and says, from here, you can see countries. And it was an entirely different uh, vision at that point. And now with a lot of what I'm looking at, I'm looking at global, but where I was before, I didn't have the same horizon for my vision. And the other thing I would say, with you've done on the downsizing, you know, it is extremely freeing to let go folks. And when I say that, there were things that I had to look at. I'm gonna remember one item in particular. We had this tray and it was a ceramic decorated tray. Family dinners, holidays, all kinds of things were always put. And so I have great memories that were associated with this tray. When you were paring your stuff down, you look at things like that. And I had to go, wow, this is made out of dirt that is covered in a glaze that if I drop it in the floor in a gazillion pieces, it's absolutely useless. It's going to take me how much bubble wrap and room to take it? Three dollars at a garage sale. I can keep the memories and you can have the platter. (laughs) So, you know, when you start letting go, um, it's much freeing and that standpoint, and I don't collect as much anymore, it doesn't require as much of my time to maintain, move out of the way, keep track of pay for. So if you, you think about it, I'll tell you to, to downsize your stuff sooner rather than later, it it frees you, it doesn't, it doesn't hold you back.
3: Amen. Amen. I, I can, I can actually say that, uh, because, because all I can tell you is it's just stuff. And it has memories attached. I I I will confess that the third, well, probably the tenth level of of um, downsizing for us ended up, you know, getting into the the things that we would consider memories, things that we were putting away or saying, okay, this is what you know, our five kids, you know, this is the things that they might want, and going through the process of really rationalizing what do you really care about that? Will we really keep it? Um and then just going through it, all the emotion attached to those things was tough. But what you said is actually embedded in the theme song to this podcast, and that is it's the time. It's the time that is when you talk about freeing as a warrior What do we care? You know, we try to run a a sprint or a marathon with a back, you know, a hundred pound pack on our back. Why would you do that? Why do you carry all this stuff? Whether it's emotional baggage or whether it's stuff, just, just physical stuff. Well, that's beautiful. Let me, let's do this. And we can, if if we missed anything in your story that's relevant to where you are today, let's, we'll come right back to it. Uh, But let's take another quick break. We'll hear a little more of Ricky Jean Wright and It's Not the Getting There. And we'll be right back with Amy Rose Herrick and Warrior Versus. It's Verses.
2: not a race to see
3: How many people
2: know your name One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there when you get there you'll know Funny how wisdom
3: manuals. All right Amy this has been fun I'm uh, I'm I'm having reflections on my own journey and I'm sure that there's warriors thinking. I still don't know how she did all that but uh, you know what it's I guarantee you just listening to you talk and and knowing the journey myself everything that happened that really has led her to what she where she is today was outside her comfort zone and um you know what no growth or progress or success really comes within your comfort zone it always comes outside and i know that that's a fundamental i can we've talked and i know that's one of the things you're living by Amy, but uh, so tell me about where you are today. What what is why are you doing what you're doing today? Uh, You're obviously still in motion. You're a warrior. Uh, What unique value do you see yourself providing? I mean, we've got people here in Dallas. I've got people all over the globe and be connected and everything. What kind of unique value do you do you feel you provide? And then, if anything were possible, what kind of impact would you have on the world as we go forward share a little bit of those things with me
4: well for a long time i would deal with business owners entrepreneurs and it would break my heart the number of them that were not succeeding financially and it was not because they didn't have the desire they didn't have the tools they didn't have the know-how and i found that i was constantly educating individuals and teaching them on a one-on-one basis but you can only do so much on a one-on-one level. So I built out my company, The Secret Profits, so that I would be able to zero in with entrepreneurs and I can teach you a concept in 15 to 45 minutes, give you the tools, give you worksheets, whatever it takes so that you can build the profit line. And it doesn't mean that you add more staff. It doesn't mean you add more inventory. It's keeping more of the profit that you make because most entrepreneurs were great at whatever they did. But when they became business owners, they weren't great at being a business owner. And that became my passion is helping to retain more wealth uh, by titling of assets, the way you do things for the individual, but for the business owner, also making that business viable, making it profitable and teaching business owners to let go of the business. I know that sounds counterintuitive when I'm telling you to build it up. Most business owners, if you don't nudge them and you don't teach them to sell their business at a profit, they often will hang on too long. And then when they hang on too long, the business isn't worth anything, or they think that they and their identity is the business. And that's not true. And most entrepreneurs, even though you're in something and you may love what you're doing now, I know you have something else you wanna do, but we can't, we can't embrace doing anything else unless we let go of what we're already doing. And so that's how I help create wealth in the current generations, but then also for generations to come. And that doesn't always mean that your future generations are going to want your business because in most cases they don't. But again, that can be very freeing for you to let it go at times to pursue what you want to do. And that's really what I'm working on. And it's a hard concept for some individuals because they will say, well, I have a bookkeeper or I have an accountant. Well, yeah, you do. But their job is not to teach you how to make more money or to train the staff so that you can make very minor adjustments, but it can have a huge impact. And that is really where my passion lies because I hate those statistics that show how many businesses fail And it's heartbreaking because I know, and you're, you know, an entrepreneur, you know how much time goes into it. You know, the resources, you know, the sacrifices that are made and folks, if we're going to do that, we need to be paid. Well, we need to take care of our employees, but don't do what everybody else is doing. If they're failing, everybody needs help. (laughs) Y'all need help.
3: So let let me ask you this. Amy, so, so what I, one of the things I heard you say, um, and I, I get the value. I, I understand, um, I have clients that are exactly where, uh, where you describe, which is that they're, they, one in particular keeps coming to mind, um, cause I'm working with him and he's, he's had his business successful 40 plus years, um, talking about retiring a Local business and all that, and um, you know, is trapped, in my opinion, in the business as opposed to and and so a lot of what you're talking about the the bookkeeping, the accounting, the that that's all you know, that's all in the business. That's that's in in you you're helping them work on the business. But let me ask you this: on a scale basis, an impact basis. I mean, sounds like your message. Uh, could resonate and would resonate with a whole lot of people. Uh, if anything were possible, and as we already talked about, I know everything is possible, but if anything were possible, what kind of impact would you like to have uh, before you, you uh, sell your business or, or close it out?
4: I would like to be associated with that catalyst for change that switched those statistics around to where 80% of the businesses were successful and profitable and only 20% closed. And I don't believe we could ever do 100% because businesses can become obsolete or products can because things change. And in your listening audience, if I threw out a couple of terms, depending upon your age, some of you do not need a Cabbage Patch doll anymore, although you would have crawled over somebody to get one at one point. Blockbuster video was great its lifespan is over. There are different things that I do not believe all businesses will last forever. But I believe that if you are uh, an entrepreneur, and you can change your vision a little bit as things change, businesses should be profitable and successful for many years, unless you have uh, gone into a very short term niche. And when the niche is over, you exit before the crash. That's the key.
3: Awesome. Yeah. And, and there's all kinds of examples, right? We talked about tech, we talked about, uh, zoom. I mean, and before, I mean, I I remember WebEx, I yeah, I mean the, the, the iPhone, the, the smartphone, the, you know, now smart devices, you know, there's, it's always going to move forward. In fact, it's going to increase and move forward at an increasing pace. All right. Well, let's, let's do this. Uh, obviously, changing those statistics on a global scale is kind of like me changing the world one dream at a time it's not something you're going to accomplish overnight so but it's good to to have that vision and to to realize that we are playing that bigger game and i think that's expected from From our source, from that we that we all are on that journey. That's a reason why I think we're here. So let's do this. Let's take another quick break, and we're going to come into what I call the land the plane segment. Think you'll appreciate that. I have four million miles on airlines and traveled all over the world. (laughs) More than I. So um, so I can tell you that uh, this this segment. What I want to hear when we come back and give you a second to think about it uh, is uh, if we were to take away anything from this discussion you know, from your story to what you're trying to do today and so on. Um, and you've given us a lot of nuggets along the way. What would the, the few nuggets that you would want to make sure that every warrior took away from this podcast? And then after that, I really want to talk about how do we stay in touch with Amy Rose Herrick. So with that, we'll take another quick break. We'll be right back with uh, Amy Rose Herrick and Warrior versus. Zombie.
2: Funny how wisdom and youth Are always two different games The years flew by so fast Is the common human complaint The memories in our minds turned to diamonds in our soul And by
3: the grace of God all right, we are back, and Amy, it's been a really fun ride. And uh, you know, I'm actually thinking that maybe uh, I need to come to Saint Croix, and we need to try and figure out how to do the podcast from there. Now, we'll we'll uh, i i have a i have a feeling with some guests, and you you are one of those that. I may be in, inviting you back for future episodes. I've only had a few of those, but so far, because this is only episode 45, but, uh, but I've enjoyed our journey. So as I said before the break, if we would take away anything from this podcast, what would you like to make sure we take away?
4: I got two points. Okay. One of them would be everybody needs help at some point. Go get it sooner rather than later and engage professionals to help you so that you don't have to engage professionals to help you clean up the mess. They are two entirely different things. In our move, you know, we engaged some professionals. We didn't know how to do certain things. Well, we sought them out. They helped us. And other people just popped up on the radar. They were absolute blessings and gifts and did everything from, um, hey, you're new on island. You know, you're going to need a ladder to change those light bulbs in the high ceilings. I got an extra. I'll drop it off for you. So, you know, get help sooner rather than later. It'll make a a huge difference. And sometimes you need to be the help for someone else. The second point that I would like to do is say, invest in knowledge and wisdom. Because the one thing that you can never take away from a person is a knowledge-based skill. You know, I may not need to go back and type on a manual typewriter. I may not need to do a lot of things, but there are so many skills that you pick up. Everything from a PowerPoint to, you know, men, you have power tools and there are jobs that you may only do once or twice in your life, but you know the skill and a skill can be transferable in an entirely different environment. So I believe in investing in knowledge and things that interest you. And I don't believe in wasting time in things that you have no interest in. Don't practice being bad at something. Spend your time doing something you enjoy and you will excel at it. I've never seen anybody be able to take knowledge away from you.
3: Yeah, and that's actually brilliant because the reality of it is, well, one of the things you may or may not know, I don't remember we talked about it, is I spent 45 years uh, in what I would call outsourcing large multi-billion dollar outsourcing transactions and so fundamentally i am an outsourcer i believe that we all are good at some things and those are the things we should be focused on investing not wasting nor spending but investing our time in and that there are things that other people can monetize or can do much better Mm -hmm. that we can invest maybe money and, or allow them to do those things for us. Because the other thing you said in your own way is what I always say, which is life is a team sport. Um, You know, if we're not, if we haven't surrounded ourselves, whether it's our financial, our relational, our spiritual, our, you know, whatever it is, we haven't surrounded ourselves with people that are better at, other things than we are, a wealth team, as you will, then we're making a huge mistake. So, um, so yeah, that's brilliant. And that's really, that's really good. And, and, uh, the other thing is that's why I do this podcast. That's why every Friday I have a mastermind, uh, is, uh, within the be connected community. And I'm today I'm getting connected to more and more people who know more and more stuff is learning and continuing to grow. I mean, I believe that, you know, one of one of my good friends, Anil Gupta, who, you know, has advised Tony Robbins and other people, is he says, you know, immediate happiness is the three G's. It's always giving. It's always being grateful and it's always growing and growing in every aspect of your life, including what you know, because, as you said, nobody can take that away from you.
4: No, absolutely not. And and I'll, I'll toss this out here real quick. I talk about investing. You're in, usually you will invest a little bit of money or a lot of money. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. You cannot achieve greatness on a discount price and, and off the clearance rack. That's <laughs> just a reality, but you're investing your time. And we all know that you cannot get yesterday back after you've spent it. And I've tried to talk to some of the younger individuals and in trying to change that mind focus. Now, I believe everybody needs leisure, but we have some issues where we have, we have video games that are designed to never end. Now you can spend an an incredible amount of time on a video game and learning in rooms or whatever the case is. I'm obviously not doing a lot of that. (laughs) And when you look at the time that was invested in this never ending and what are you going to get out of it versus the time you could invest in doing something else, there's a choice there. But when you're investing your resource of your time, and to me, that is the most precious resource you have. You can make more money, you can lose money, but you cannot make more time. When you invest that time, what are you investing it in? And I think that makes the biggest difference over a lifetime. If you're investing it in giving versus investing it in taking, it is an entirely different outcome, entirely different.
3: Amen, and um, you're right in line with our theme song there, and and with the message that I would like every warrior to do it. Well, let's let me ask you this: uh, now that you're in the Be Connected platform, those that'll see this in the you know replay live in the Hive, um, they'll be able to find you on Be Connected, and and we'll talk about getting your profile built out and and there. But beyond that, how do we stay in touch with you not, once you get to St. Croix, other than we can hop on a plane or a boat and come see you, what, what, how do we stay in touch?
4: Well, I'm sure in the show notes, there will be some links and things that you can connect up with me. Uh, have a Facebook presence. We'll be doing some more sessions and things coming up. Spend a little time on Clubhouse, probably not as much as others. But again, you know, there's only so many places you can invest your time. If you put my name in any Google search, you will have no difficulty finding me. I've been oh. around for a while. I got a lot of pages from articles i have written and and presents and different things so i'm pretty easy to locate even on a small island it's not that hard to find somebody
3: yeah well the funny thing is all the boundaries the ocean isn't a boundary anymore we're in the be connected community now we've mm-hmm. only got like ten thousand members and growing every every minute but um kind of like where clubhouse was a year mm-hmm. 18 months ago um and the cool thing about this is it's not only audio, it's audio and video. So, um, but we're early, we're, we're yeah. very early in the thing, but the, the cool thing is we're in 79 countries already. So, um, having, and that barrier is not there. I've had guests from, uh, warrior guests from Sweden, from, Uh, different parts of the world already and I'm expecting more so well that's beautiful so just do a google search reach out to her on be connected um, uh, as well as do a google search for Amy Rose Herrick Uh, you can also be able to find this podcast uh, once we get it uh, in the replay as well as on all podcasting platforms Uh, there'll be an audio version in every podcast like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio—you name it—it's it's out there all over the place. Yeah. So you'll be able to find her, and I'm sure there's other things that she said. Just just do a do a uh, do a search. And uh, well, Amy, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with the audience today. I hope the rest of your journey here uh, in the on the mainland is great, and you have a safe travel and enjoy your. Uh, your cruise uh, of the Caribbean and enjoy that whole, whole part of the equation. So with that, we'll uh, we'll see you, everybody back here next Thursday, 11 a.m. Central, for another episode of Warrior vs. Zombie and here the final segment of "It's Not the Getting There" with Ricky Jean Wright. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's not the getting there. It's
2: the journey every day It's not a race to see How many people know your name One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there When you get there you'll know One day you realize Time was worth more than the gold It's not the getting there When you get there you'll know
5: That's chumbacasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. DTWD. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.